I'm Patrick Poe. And I'm Lolo Loren. And we're screen on the spot. And, and we're, we're getting, getting to, to know, know us through movies. movies. There you go. That, that was so good. We <laughs> messed up. Almost messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably because we don't have Sarah here, so we're just thrown off. Mm. Um, we haven't, we've, we've only ever done like one episode without Sarah. Oh, um, but we had guests. We had multiple guests, and that kind of helped. But usually she's like the rock of the podcast, I guess. <laughs> you, you just wanted to say, and we're two-thirds of screen we're on the two spot. Th- <laughs> that's what it was. We're the way less interesting screen on the spot. Um, <laughs> That's not that's not true. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming on. Yeah, yeah we're so for happy to be here. Us. Yeah, I've mentioned I mentioned before we recorded, but like I haven't met you guys, but known you sort of peripherally because I have either seen stuff that you're in or like been at a film festival that you had something at. That's what I love about like the KC film community is that if I don't know you. I probably know of you or have seen your work. Right, exactly. Or sometimes I get very confused because I will have seen so much of someone's work that I'll think I know them. Yeah. (laughs) And realize, oh, no, 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 no. I just am a fan, I guess. Oh, right. (laughs) We also, so whenever I edit these, I always put the lower third on that says what you are, but you guys do a lot of things, and so... It's going to be hard to put down. I'm just going to say yeah. filmmaker, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's but a like, great way to put, put it. Put a scroll across the screen. Yeah, that's what I should do. That's right, yeah. Because not only do you guys make stuff, yep. but you have a podcast. Yeah. You also do the Bird Watching Film Festival. Yeah. Yes. So you just, and probably other stuff, I'm going to guess. I mean, I think that's like the main three. I did stand up for a while. The pandemic kind of put like a pause on that for myself. Sure. But like, yeah, uh, comedians, filmmakers, yeah. podcasters. Yeah. Okay. So you sleep at night. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> what is sleep? <laughs> Do you what are you saying? <laughs> that was my worry. I was like, am I going to have bags on this podcast? Because <laughs> it's, it's pretty much if it's film related, we probably do it or have done it. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was exciting. And also you're married, right? Yes, yes we, we are. are. I should. I said that as in I didn't know that, but it's um, like an afterthought. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of. I think it's kind of cool as a filmmaking pair. Yeah, that you guys do that together. So, did you get married and then start doing stuff, or were you guys doing stuff and we then? We actually. I joke. It's a marriage of convenience. Uh, <laughs> we started working together first, uh-huh. and that went well. So. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much actually like met met on a 48 hour film competition Mm -hmm. in 2011 sure cool love it love it (laughs) and uh that we were the only two that like stayed up through the whole thing worked through the whole thing and kind of finished a project that's not watchable oh it's (laughs) terrible it's so bad um but we were kids so what do you expect and then from there eventually lolo wanted to make a feature yeah and she got me kind of and wrapped like, into this that. guy worked really hard on the 48 <laughs> i like, like that i could force him to work way harder for, <laughs> for way longer <laughs> yeah and that became ix film productions and then from there we started dating and making more movies together and mm-hmm. now then we started living together so that we have the computer at the same place uh, <laughs> convenient the, the editing bay the became convenient to live with and downside of being married to the person you work with is you're working 24 yeah. 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 <laughs> seven. Right, There's right. no downtime, which is awesome. And sometimes you have to remember to take an actual break. Yeah. <laughs> we try to like give ourselves like a day where we don't really work. The other day we're like, all right, we're not going to do anything on Saturday. We're going to like have a fun day. Uh-huh. We went out to breakfast and the whole time we just talked about the next bird watching film. Yeah. Fest. So that's all. That we just was sat there and programmed it on our phones. Right. So. <laughs> when did you all decide um, that you wanted to be filmmakers? Was that something you've always known since you were little or something go? that just came up as you got older? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, whichever. I can go first. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So for me, 
uh, there was a long time where I would have loved to have been a part of it and worked in film and done film stuff. And I didn't know that it was a possibility. I didn't think of it as something that you could do. Um, and I remember the first time that I thought of film as a job was seeing Star Wars and then seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark and realizing that Han Solo and Indiana Jones were the same person. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, if they're the same person, that means there's a person whose job is to be Han Solo and Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's what I want to do with my life. I want to be Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And so that was a thing that got me into acting, that got me to theater, but I never thought film was a career you could pursue, especially in Kansas City. I didn't know anyone that was involved in it. I didn't know that there was a community here. So I kind of had like decided to give up on that and was going to college kind of for like theater and English, but I was maybe going to be a teacher or something because like that's a real job that I knew existed. <laughs> and then I met Lolo. I was a really bad and, influence. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, let's be broke and make movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She totally changed it because she had the vision that it was possible to be a filmmaker because she came from a totally different world. Where'd you come from? <laughs> Space? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blue hair is natural. This yeah. is a real hair color. <laughs> I dye the roots so no one knows. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I came up in theater uh, when I was starting when I was really little. I did a lot of theater. So I started in that aspect of it. And then I got really obsessed when my family got a home camcorder. <laughs> yeah. That was my like obsession. And then I very quickly discovered that, oh, I like film better. Even mm. like film is like, this is incredible. Um, it's because she's a control freak and she had more control. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, I can have absolute control of everything and edit it. <laughs> but she started YouTube real young. I was YouTubing when I was like 13. Mm. And I actually, we had a mutual friend in high school. I didn't know Lolo, but I knew her YouTube channel. And oh. I watched all of her YouTube videos before we met. <laughs> oh I was God. a fan. I was a subscriber to Lolo's. I, so oh, I was doing sketch comedy yeah. on YouTube uh, from like 13 to 17. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the time we'd met, Lola was like, I'm done with YouTube. I am <laughs> I was a like, I'm a serious filmmaker now. <laughs> and now we're YouTubers. And now, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> now I have films that go to film festivals that are still uh, dumb sketch comedy, though. It's the same thing. I'm yeah. doing the same thing. <laughs> they go to film festivals, they win awards, and then they, and then go, they go on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the, the attitude is different about it, I guess, now. Yeah. Like, no, now it's, I think for a minute I was like, I'm a serious filmmaker. And then I realized, oh, no, I hate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to just yeah. being jokey. The gear has gotten better. Besides that, it's just all still. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess uh, working together together on a film set is a nice like marriage test. I guess if you can put up with each other in a high stress scenario yeah. like that. We we joke, but it's not. I guess it's not really a joke. The only thing we ever fight about is decisions on a film set. <laughs> it's the we've, most important thing. We've never. Yeah. We only argue about a shot list. <laughs> yeah. How many features have you guys made now? We've six? made six. Six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That have all. Have they all been released? I know some are out there, but. They've all been, different things have happened to all of them. Um, obviously, it's like a weird journey. The We had we had a couple on Prime for a bit. And the we most recent one, one on just Prime. finished its festival circuit this year. And so actually. now we're seeing what will happen with the release of Almost Sort of Maybe. We have nothing that we can like say, say yet. yet mm -hmm. or nothing's definite yet. So gotcha. we'll see where it goes. But we're okay. currently in that. Gotcha. That fun phase of like, what's going to happen? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> There's... A handful of them that are on our Patreon, though. There's one still on Amazon Prime. Zoink, right? Yeah, Zoink. Yep, it's still watchable. Which is an older one. Yeah, but it is funny because, like... The new one's better. <laughs> features take so long to make and then also to release. 
every time we've gotten a feature out, by the time it's out, I'm like, I'm a better filmmaker. Oh, <laughs> like I tell stories different. Uh-huh. I have different capabilities as a filmmaker, and so does Lolo. And so it's like that doesn't represent us anymore. I think it represents like the style of kind of narrative things that we were at at that time, mm-hmm. but it's not where we are now. And I think that's kind of the beauty of that's just art. The never-ending feeling of an art form that takes so long. Yeah, though, and it's also like that same idea of like what Akira Kurosawa used to always say. If people asked him like, "What is your best film?" He'd always say, "My next film." Oh, sure. Because he always wanted to make the next one a little bit better, and I think I kind of strive for that same idea. Uh-huh. So, well, how long does that process take? Uh, for because we're all used to just seeing films and they come together and then people are like, oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the next one. But like, how long does that really take you guys to work on something like that? Is it, you know, months, years? I mean, how how often does that take? It has varied film to film um, between the, the six features we've made. I definitely think with the most recent one, we slowed down a lot and I think that yeah. was a good choice because yeah. it's definitely almost sort of maybe the best, it's the best we've thing made. we've made in my opinion yeah because we do do it so low budget though we usually are like oh we're filming on weekends because mm-hmm. everybody has the day jobs too and so it is a very gradual like oh we're shooting this Sunday and then nobody's free for two weeks so mm-hmm. then we'll then we'll pick up the next scene that that weekend and then post-production is however long it takes to get that edit done and then you have the festival thing which is like kind of a year of submissions and then Mm -hmm. some acceptances which are always great and then maybe awards which is incredible but then you also have like a million rejections that nobody sees (laughs) and then when that's over you have to be like okay now what do we actually (laughs) do with it and then you have to figure out if it's vod and how you're going to do things like that for mr lee we did a very small self-printed run of blu-rays yeah we did we like we we bought a blu-ray printer we bought all (laughs) sorts of like a disc like cover art printer even it went wild made like 40 of them sold them all and then was like that was a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) the the most recent feature though i think we spent about two years really working on it between shooting and then post-production it was 2017 to 2019 and then unfortunately it was supposed it had been accepted to the festival run 2020 and then it all got canceled right so it then finally we just sat on it until this year when festivals were in person again and Mm -hmm. we did a bunch of festivals this year finally so that one was just 2017 to now Uh it's it's been a long process of almost sort of maybe's journey (laughs) and yeah, now it's done its screenings. It mm-hmm. did win a couple awards. And yeah. now now we can finally start looking at getting it out. And it's been like, whoa. That <laughs> took time. Some, yeah. <laughs> some time. But in know. the meantime, you guys have been doing a lot of short stuff still, Tons right? Tons of yeah. shorts. We, that was, yeah. I have watched a lot in the last There's several weeks many. or so. I'm so sorry. Well, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> but uh, the, the one... I feel like I'm. A, I always feel like I'm a f- fairly mature person, but then I watch a short skit about farts, <laughs> and I lose my mind. And then I'm like thinking about it. Was telling my wife about it. It was still <laughs> laughing, and she, of course she was just like, "Okay, you know, are you seven? You know." But uh, "Silent but Deadly" Thank was you. was really funny because it's you, you would you would love it. Oh, yeah. I have to spoil it. So I'm sorry, but it's essentially like a movie trailer yep. about. It's like a horror movie, but it's about farts. Oh, nice. Yeah, there you go. It's about a fart that kills people. I mean, yeah. clearly we're not. Mature. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silent Deadly is a really fun one. We mm-hmm. also, yeah, have made an entire short that's about a poop joke, which everybody does it. So, like, yeah, yeah we're we're not adults, <laughs> but um, well, I wanted to shout that one out. In thank you so much. I'm glad um, you enjoyed it. And then you also have your own podcast, which yeah. uh, first timers movie club. Yeah, yes. which is if you want to 
how did you guys decide to do that? Well, there was a pandemic, oh, okay. so yeah. we couldn't shoot another movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of where it started. The pandemic was difficult because filmmaking is a collaborative art form, mm-hmm. and for a while, we didn't have the ability to go collaborate with other people and create stuff, and we did create a couple things within just like our bubble, the two of us and Amber and maybe like her dad or somebody else in it because there were people that were in our little pod of humans, but like we couldn't do something big. We couldn't do Mm -hmm. a feature. We couldn't do stuff with even our friends that are just actors. So we were really like itching to do something creative. And we started watching movies together that we hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. And eventually what I like to do once I watch a movie is I hyper fixate on it. I read all the I talk about it for days. Yeah. Yeah, what, what we do on the podcast, which is, yeah, we watch new movies that one of us hasn't seen. We share a lot of trivia, behind the scenes reactions. Is That's just what we do in real life yeah. already. <laughs> but you just record it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 So that was kind of the idea is we'd watched a couple that kind of got us to like, oh, this could be a podcast. Like we watched Halloween for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that we'd watched just right then, right before we started the podcast that was like oh this should be a thing uh-huh. and obviously we have all the recording equipment already we have editing software we'd already done a podcast before called indies on indie and i was like let's just do it the two of us we sure. don't have to leave we can do this we can watch movies we can learn we can grow during this pandemic mm-hmm. and we still enjoy talking about movies so we keep doing it yeah. <laughs> yeah my favorite feedback i've gotten from the podcast too is people telling me oh i went and watched that movie because you did it on the podcast oh sure mm-hmm. and yeah. i loved it i was like oh well, that's awesome that's <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that is really cool it's a good it's a really fun concept i've listened to quite a few now i've been oh, like picking oh. and choosing i haven't listened to one that's a movie that i haven't seen yet because that's going to be like a, we have maybe, a lot of friends that do that really okay because yeah. like maybe over the holidays i'll pick a movie i actually haven't seen and then i'll watch it and then i'll listen or something but i have one friend because like you the, could listen to the intro and then that's what i exactly that's, what i should that's do. what i was gonna say is we've got a format that like we do half of it is all talking about the context of when the movie comes uh-huh. out and then there's a musical break that tells you oh we're gonna go watch the movie <laughs> yeah. and then we come back after seeing the movie and so we do have some people that have been like if i haven't seen the film i'll uh-huh. listen to that first half oh sure watch the film yeah. myself and it's it's a long event then at that sure point. but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah which you're a lot of it is like you're building it up like the superman episode i listened to recently yeah. and so it's a lot of like <laughs> you're shocked that this person hasn't seen anything that's superman <laughs> yeah. but it's it's really fun and then um uh, like getting her reaction, of course, afterwards is really fun. So. Is there, this may be uh, already one of the questions that we asked because yeah. I haven't looked at the questions. But, <laughs> um, is there a movie that you both watched that you're like, that you haven't seen and you watched on the podcast? You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like one of your favorites. Oh man. Oh. That's so, I'm so bad at picking favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I'm just the worst at it <laughs> because I have that little bit of brain where like, I'll watch a thing and then I do hyper fixate on that's the movie right now. But like Titanic mm-hmm. is one that like it was, it's actually our first episode. I love Titanic now. I'd never seen <laughs> Titanic. Mm-hmm. I will tell everyone I talk to that Titanic's an incredible movie. <laughs> and I bash Titanic for 30 years of my existence being like, there's no way it's good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It. Like it's just a movie about a boat scene. Yeah. We all know yeah. how it ends. <laughs> oh, we can't fit on the door. Who cares? <laughs> and then I watched it and like, I was, crying Uh and i was just like this is a beautiful film Mm -hmm. and like not just the story itself the construction of filmmaking done oh sure 
It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeously done. They set up the beginning. They tell you what it's about. They tell you why you're going to be emotional at the end. And then they just continue to forward that plot until you cry. And like thinking about it right now, I'm getting <laughs> to like, I'm like, oh my God, Titanic's a beautiful movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that one's for me. For you, it's Bill and Ted. Isn't for it? me, I, <laughs> I'm sad I didn't live my whole life with Bill and Ted yeah. in it. Like after seeing that movie, I was like, my whole life would have been better if I'd seen Bill and Ted soon. <laughs> sure. I'm certain of it. It's I a did, great film. Just, it was just it is such really fun. a good movie. Yeah. Plus, you have the reverse reaction of like the entire world because everybody knew Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted and then suddenly he's doing action movies and that's got to be weird. But for you, it was the reverse probably. Because yeah, I'd seen him in action movies and yeah. loved him and then seeing Bill and Ted, I was like, oh my God, it's baby Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy to see baby Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, while this would be a good transition to our questions, yeah. I also want to ask about Birdwatching Film Festival yeah. and how you guys decided, or what, maybe why is obvious, but I guess how did that come about? We had been talking with other friends of ours for a while about that there is so much incredible filmmaking being done in Kansas City, and yeah. we feel like there really is a shortage of ways for those films to connect with an audience. Like, we have a couple really great film festivals in town, but they are once a year right. if you're busy that weekend you can't go mm-hmm. you know it's it's very limited these opportunities and it's it's highly competitive even as a local to yes. show to a lot of those film festivals if your festival's once a year you just you can't show everything yeah. you literally can't um so it's it's hard and then our friends opened the bird comedy theater in the crossroads and they actually asked us they were like would you guys want to take over a day a month. Yeah, they're like and do something film related. There are thirty days in a month, and it's hard to program even a like. <laughs> oh sure, we struggle to program one day a month <laughs> with bird watching, just like making an event. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine doing it all mm-hmm. month long owning an event venue. But they're like, hey, do you want to take over a day? And I was like, and we were like, a venue is what yeah. we've been missing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we did. We kind of like, I think one of the hardest things as an independent creator isn't necessarily making your film like first it's knowing that you can make a film and just taking that step but then the the next hardest thing is getting that film seen Mm -hmm. getting that film out there and obviously there are things like you can throw it up on youtube but you don't know if anyone's going to watch it you don't know if the algorithm's going to choose your thing as the thing that should be seen so that's where i was seeing a difficulty i was seeing all the stuff being made seeing all my friends making films and then not showing them to people Mm -hmm. and having a place to display them or get an audience's reaction because even on youtube i don't know that you're watching silent but deadly and loving it and maybe see a view count go up and i'm like oh that's cool somebody watched it (laughs) Um, but i don't get to hear the laughter or see the visceral reaction of if somebody makes a drama like feel the room Mm -hmm. go silent and lean in like that experience is priceless to me Mm -hmm. and i wanted to figure out a way to give that to filmmakers in the area I think that's kind of where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doing it monthly, we're able to show a lot of films. Mm-hmm. It's less competitive because we can show so many great things. Yeah, we've done like almost 12 films a month for seven, Since eight May. months at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on longer than I realized, even. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. started in May, and it's been really exciting that people have been coming. We've mm-hmm. had a full house. Every month, months, like especially, especially the past couple months, we're like, yeah. we're gonna have to start actually doing some kind of ticketing if it keeps yeah. being this full. Oh, sure. We're gonna be turning people just, away. Just so that we know that we're not gonna like overpack the room right, or something. Right. Yeah, but we're doing it every month and it's free to attend and free for local filmmakers to submit to because we want it to be super accessible to audiences as well because we're trying to 
build an audience and be like, no, watching indie films is really cool and fun. You should come <laughs> do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'd rather them, like if they've got an extra five bucks, I'd rather them support the filmmaker themselves that they like. Like mm-hmm. a lot of filmmakers either have, like we have a Patreon mm-hmm. or like you can figure out a way to support a filmmaker, go buy their film on Vimeo or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I'd rather the money go into that kind of creation than go to our festival or whatever. I'd also want them to have no barrier of entry to watch these films. Sure. Cause like we go to a lot of film festivals and we see the things that we like and what we dislike. And we're trying to kind of create a culture that we enjoy of watching films that are made. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a ticket price to be a reason you don't come see oh, local sure. art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that to be the thing that is the deciding factor for whether or not you come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want like a filmmaker to have to pay money to us to submit. Right. And then if we don't show their film, like that's just lost money for a lot of filmmakers. So I just wanted it to be a thing that filmmakers could submit to and mm-hmm. audiences could see. So do you have the dates? We're yeah. generally, we're, unless there's some crazy conflict, we're the fourth Wednesday of every month. Okay, cool. Yeah. the bird. Yeah, okay, fourth, cool. fourth Wednesday of the month. Tweet. If you want to see best of the year, we are doing in February, because it's Oscar month, we're going to do the best of 2022. We're going to show okay. all the audience choice winners. And do That's a, a great event. idea. Yeah, we're going to try to figure out how we can show as many audience choices. It's not fully we... structured yet. Yeah, Did there's I say no too stru- much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Sorry. some kind of okay. best of thing, maybe. Maybe in February. Okay. Yes. That's better. I like that. (laughs) That's very cool. I just think it's so cool what you guys are doing to help, you know, uh, expand um, all the independent film scene in Kansas City because it is important to showcase all the art that's in our town. And we have such a beautiful town. And just it's it's a really cool place to live. Yeah, uh, and, and there's work being done all the time, and exactly. people don't and always like, know. Yeah, so people yeah. don't know still that right. Kansas City has so many great areas. I mean, obviously, like we've been doing this for a decade, and people are always like, "Why don't you move to LA?" or "Are you gonna move to LA?" And that's obviously a conversation we've had a billion times, yeah. and it flip flops a bunch. But the main reason, and the thing I'll tell anyone, is that it's so much easier to make your film here. I have sure. so many friends that have moved to LA and struggled to continue making their own art. It's Maybe there are more jobs and it's easier to work, but it's not as easy to make your art. And if you mm-hmm. want to make your art, Kansas City is the place to yeah. make art. That's been and the common thing. Tre- so supportive yeah. of that art that you're right. making mm-hmm. here. Trevor and Corey and I think Trey, they all said the same thing. It's like, you don't have to leave. You can yeah. stay here and do yeah. something. There's plenty yeah. of opportunity. It's really building to be less LA-centric as more states get film incentives and hopefully mm-hmm. as Kansas and Missouri get film incentives and bigger incentives, it'll build more to those states. But like they're noticing Atlanta and Oklahoma right. and all these other states that are popping up with incentives. People are going there and hiring out of there and you can audition people from those areas remotely. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. Well, And there's so much going on here. We've done since May. We've only shown local films so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's great. There's that many good local films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's so many films <laughs> showing because like that's. Eight months, 12 films. That's a hundred and some local films I've shown in the past mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're great. Yeah. yeah that's well. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to know you guys a little bit better. We may not be able to get to all these because there's two of you. Yeah. And I, that's fair. I and did not cut it. <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> very chatty people. That's okay. Um, what's the first movie you remember seeing in a theater? Should I go first? Because yeah. yours is very vivid. For yeah. You. It was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's awesome. Because. My family, we just didn't really go to the movies when I was mm-hmm. little, little. So that Same. was the first movie I saw in theaters and it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible because I'd grown up mostly on like. Well, it's a magical film. Well, my mom's really Literally. into like <laughs> <laughs> Golden Age Hollywood musicals uh-huh. and Doris Day movies and that kind of stuff. Singing in the Rain was more what I grew up on. So Harry Potter was like so far from what any of that sure. was. That was just, that was incredible. That's the first movie I saw alone. 
in a theater no. because we went and saw it as a family, the first one, because we were obsessed with Harry Potter and read the books and stuff. And then I told my parents I wanted to see it again, but my like my dad didn't want to go see it again. <laughs> and my mom, who was very supportive, was just like, yeah, sure, we'll go take you. And I was like 12 when it came out, yeah. I guess, because it was 2001. That sounds, that right. sounds so. right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I went and saw it by myself for a second time. It was very uncomfortable. I'm, yeah. little, I'm more comfortable doing that now. I mean, yeah. I still yeah. don't like seeing movies by myself. Yeah. I'll yeah. be honest. Like, I do it out of necessity most of the time nowadays, but like back then I was a kid. I would, yeah, yeah. I would love to, like any movie, if like Lola doesn't want to see it, I want to take a friend or I want to uh-huh. like, I just, I don't like going by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I went by myself to see Joker. It was a weird experience. That's a weird oh, one to see. Yeah. You want to see yeah, by yourself. Yeah. It was me and like 50 <laughs> other dudes by themselves. It was like, this is wrong. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. for me, I don't necessarily have one of those like first movie I saw in theater movies because my family is very like they're they're theater people, they're film people. I grew up in different theaters, mm-hmm. like either seeing live shows, seeing musicals, or seeing movies. So like I know I saw Phantom Menace in theaters mm-hmm. because I was obsessed with Phantom Menace as a child, but I don't have a like visceral memory of like oh I. This mm-hmm. was my first movie. Sure. I think I just you were taken too young there. to necessarily <laughs> yeah. really yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I said that on the last one we recorded. But the first one I saw in a the theater was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, the sequel. Oh, okay, and I do, but I don't. I have like v- a very very small memory of it, and I don't really know if that was just my parents telling me that we did it, yeah. or if it was an actual memory of being. That's in what there. I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I need to ask my parents and yeah. just be like, what do you think was the first movie you took young Patrick to? Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> at all. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, is what is your favorite film that has a tie to Kansas City? Or it could be a director, actor, anything related to Kansas City. So, that's such a. Nah, nah. Do you mean mainstream film or do you mean indie film though? Because be I've got a hundred and some indie films, and can it, like, <laughs> yeah. that we just watched just, this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. I watched nine more films made in Kansas City this morning before coming <laughs> here to try to program bird watching. Yeah, um, can I say my own film? Almost sort of maybe. Like no. that's that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> we do represent Kansas City very well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean one I of mean, the things you can almost sort of maybe mention. Those <laughs> <laughs> are my favorite things about that movie is that. We have a shot where our main character like has this really nice office in it, and we have a shot out the office window of the Western Auto sign. Oh, nice! And I was just so happy that the location lined up so we could show the Western Auto sure. sign. Mm-hmm. We could show downtown Kansas That's City. Right. Well, I've only seen the trailer, but even the streetcar is like yeah, yeah, a big part. yeah. Yeah, we had a great opportunity to film on the streetcar. We were one of the first like indie films that shot on mm-hmm. the streetcar, which they were so welcoming to. That's awesome. It was Kansas City is great to film in because they are just like yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Do it. But then, like, <laughs> like if we're talking mainstream stuff, like, we love Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and yeah. Jason oh, yeah. Sudeikis. Yeah. And it just makes you feel just, good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it really does. That is the kind of content we like desire to create. Sure, is stuff like Ted Lasso with yeah. just such a beautiful, uplifting, it's fun and makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah content i just love all the it. all the bad people grow and become better yes. it's like that's exactly yes. what you yeah yeah it's exactly what we're going for and yeah like that's i remember answer. hearing Hats about off. ted lasso when it was first a thing and um and i'm like they created this character from like a commercial NBC sports I yeah think, yeah like a, and i'm like really like is this gonna be a will ferrell <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> yeah. where it's like semi-pro or yeah, something? yeah 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 like i don't know and then i and then I, I didn't think my wife would want to watch it because she's not a huge soccer fan. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, let's just give it a shot. And then <laughs> blown away yeah. by how great it, it is. I mean, yeah. so, the, oh man, so many thoughts. Um, but like, number one, Ted Lasso, yeah, we, we got on the bandwagon 
really early and then there was a point even where we were like telling everyone you have to watch it and they're like what what's apple plus like what oh, do yeah. you, how do you watch <laughs> yeah. it and we we're like oh my god you'll get on the bandwagon eventually it'll be yeah, fine yeah. Yeah. but then like the beauty of sports content movies tv shows whatever is that if it's well done it's not about the sport necessarily yeah. and any sports thing it's just an allegory for a larger storytelling narrative that's so beautiful and it's like it's like a battle scene or it's mm-hmm. if it's well done it doesn't matter if you like soccer or football or boxing because like i don't really watch sports but i love sports movies sure I love them <laughs> that's yeah i don't that's like a, watching sports but i like watching sports movies that's a great point now yeah think, like rewatch all the sports movies and be like oh there is like a bigger message yeah. Bigger yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 what about you oh <laughs> i stole all yeah i stole it all damn now I can't see Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I will say I'll I'll go local because you went mainstream. Cool. I'll say one of my, which <sighs> that feels dangerous because I <laughs> there are so many local filmmakers I love. Um, someone who's in a similar vein to what we do though, and that uh, I like. I watch their stuff and I'll be like, I wish I was as funny as they are is blue barn productions. Oh yeah. And you can watch a lot of their sketches on YouTube. If you, if you search for blue barn productions, they make some hilarious comedy content. They make blue barn, blue barn productions. 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 Look up llamas. I I die laughing every time I watch it. I'll look it up. That's a good (laughs) one. Um, Are there any actors or actresses that you have season tickets to? Meaning you'll just watch whatever they do. If there's a movie or a show out, you have to watch it. I really like movies. So <laughs> when a movie comes so out, everybody I, like, like, I want to go see that. Um, I I probably more will get in a director kit. Sure. And I'll be like, oh, I, I have to see everything they mm-hmm. made. But mm-hmm. I'll do that for any director I liked any movie. They yeah. Made, so. <laughs> yeah. We, we watched so much that like I almost, I also, I am so quick to just like fall in love with any actor director you get crushes really (laughs) yeah i'll just like like adam driver like i just watched the trailer for is it 65 yeah i'm Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go see that i'm there (laughs) but like it's not just adam driver like brad pitt sure there too yeah yeah, yeah. robbie i'm there i was gonna say Um, yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i guess pretty much any movie that doesn't look too scary Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) that's okay i like that answer what is your most memorable movie experience i have so many i just like because like I said, I kind of like, l- I, I lived at the movies. That was like what my world was. And like in high school, I would plan out the weekend and like I'd call all my friends and we'd be on like three. We'd call be like, okay, guys, if we go to see Ghost Rider at two, <laughs> it's two and a half hours. And then there's a 15 minute uh-huh. gap and we can go sneak into this other movie. And like, I don't even remember what it was, but like I would always plan two movie days. And like some friends would stay for both. Some would like come for the first one and then they'd duck out and then like moms would drop off other kids for the second <laughs> movie that the I was reason seeing. they check tickets now. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, damn, it's, it's my fault. Like, I remember having one of like my earliest like first kiss experiences at the Cinemark because I'd just seen, I don't even remember what it was, Maybe like Chicken Little or Corpse Bride if those came out in the same <laughs> time. And then either like, one of those like prime makeout movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was just like an innocent eighth grader yeah, kiss. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but like it was like we watched the movie and then like she said goodbye and like I gave her a kiss and then she had to like go home with her mom and then like my friends came to go see ch- whatever next yeah. movie with me like, <laughs> and I was like oh my god guys I just had my yeah, first yeah. kiss <laughs> and then I saw another movie because yeah. like that was just my life. Like, sure. <laughs> 
Man. Do you have any? Well, I mean, Harry Potter was obviously like huge. Sure. Mm-hmm. I also though like pretty quickly after that saw Star Wars: A New Hope for the first time, and then Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but those weren't in the theater. They Not in the theater. theater experiences was just low, low. I didn't go to the theater a lot as a kid, <laughs> so I'm modifying my answer to fit my life experience. <laughs> I think it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or most memorable like movie experiences, and then later as a teenager, it was just like I I went to all the midnight premieres when mm-hmm. there were actual midnight when they midnight were midnight yeah. premieres <laughs> with the packed theater of people reacting. Like I love any of those times I've gotten to sit in a full theater. Yeah, like when Avengers came out, like we put together a good group of like our friends and a lot of people that were in, was it Mr. Lee we were shooting at the time? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. And a lot of like the Mr. Lee cast was with us. Oh yeah. Like we all went and saw Avengers in a full theater and Uh it was just an amazing experience. I love watching movies and I also really really love watching an audience watch a movie. Sure. I I just, I've always loved experiencing like what, where they're laughing, where they're reacting, like seeing what is reaching people. Certain kind of movies are better in an audience anyway, like horror films or yeah. comedies sometimes yeah. or like like yeah. one of our funniest one is going to see Cabin in the Woods in the theaters and just people oh, reacting to stuff awesome. fun story my wife didn't know I don't know if we were married yet but she didn't know that it was like a satire essentially um. and so she was like why does that guy keep carrying the football around she was like what is <laughs> going on like she was like whispering it to me in the theater yeah. and I was like oh it's because they're making fun of like yeah, yeah. these like stereotypes yeah. um, that was a good movie it was it is great it's such a great film uh is there, let's see, which one do I want to ask? I have too many. Um, this is maybe pushing into your podcast territory a little bit, but what's a movie that people give you the most grief for never seeing? It's usually some horror movie. There's a lot, that's that's the biggest gap probably in uh-huh. my like film knowledge is some of the big horror Something movies. Something interesting about that is that like, we often are like, we're not horror movie people, but like, I think in the past couple of years, we've watched the most horror movies we've ever watched, <laughs> like Scream and... Halloween. I'm obsessed with the Alien franchise. Oh yeah, and like, but we're kind of noticing that like if it's really well done, like oh sure, we'll mm-hmm. still en- watch it, enjoy it, and love it. I think I'm mostly but I'm just reticent to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I get scared that I'm going to get scared, so then I don't want to watch it, and That's, then I watch it, I'll be like, oh, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't always see them in a theater, depending on the kind, because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to jump and then be frightened in front of people. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I'd rather watch this at home when nobody can see me get scared. Or you can then get up and, like, walk around. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary. But then I think yeah. the, turn all the lights on. The biggest uh, movie sin for me of not having seen someone is I, besides School of Rock, I don't think I've seen a Richard Linklater film. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting and, like, gap. Indie dude. I was going to say. Like, yeah. yeah. However, he's the god of indie filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never, I, just, I haven't. Oh, I man. Think School of Rock's the only one. I do love School of Rock. I don't though, even so. think I realized he did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't really fit. Well, I mean, I guess some things are some fit, but like, it's like his mo- one of his most mainstream. You know what's funny? I meant to tell you this. This is like <laughs> on topic, but you know I me. Mean. Okay. Um, for Love of the Game. Okay. Kevin Costner baseball movie. Yeah. I just got it on Blu-ray yesterday. It says Sam Raimi did yeah. it. Yeah. No yeah. way. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, it's he like. He did this like romantic uh, that's baseball, baseball movie. movie. Yeah, that's almost two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a really strange one in his filmography. It's I've like, never seen it. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen it forever. And so I was yeah. like, my wife needed like 10 more dollars to get free shipping from Walmart. <laughs> so then I was like, mm, what's a movie? Yeah, like? it's not the best Costner baseball movie, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because he's also, isn't he the natural? Or no, that was no. Redford, but Costner was in Field of Dreams, uh, okay. and he okay. was in Bull Durham, which Bull is, I, I do Durham, love Bull Durham Bull also. Durham. Of all those, <laughs> I've only seen Field of Dreams. Oh, really? Well, I need go. to watch yeah. more baseball movies, yeah. it sounds like. Because <laughs> you said you love sports movies. I do, so. I do. <laughs> yeah. Was there a movie that inspired 
um, you wanting to be a filmmaker? I mean, I kind of said mine, which was Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I also like Star Wars and New Hope just like, I don't know. I think that was the first movie where I then started learning about how they made it. Like mm-hmm. I started getting really into like trivia and yeah. how they shot it and how they developed the technology. Some of the it. sound effects that they, how they recorded some of the sound effects is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I think that was probably the first film I saw when I was like. 10 11 and i started getting really into like the behind the scenes and mm-hmm. the trivia and the making that of. was fellowship of the ring for me mm-hmm. when fellowship of the ring came out on dvd i watched all of the special features same with sorcerer's stone i watched all the special features and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> people are shooting these movies on these cam like so you need a camera and you need like all these people but like right. this is movies are made by people <laughs> and like yeah those were big ones and i think I'm definitely, I think we both, I won't speak for you, but I think we both are often like weirdly inspired. I like you said you won't speak for me and then you said, but we both. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> something we kind of talked about and then you can disagree if you disagree. <laughs> I, I am often inspired <laughs> by films that aren't the kind of movies I make or want to make. Oh, okay. But kind of like Silent But Deadly is a comedy inspired by horror movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'll often like, or just see a good movie and mm-hmm. be like, damn i need to go make a movie not sure. like that yeah yeah like that was really good i'm gonna go i'm gonna go make something yeah, yeah just yeah. because that was good art so i want to go make dumb jokes i don't know yeah <laughs> i agree that like yeah good art definitely makes you want to make more art yeah but then also i think kind of with the way that we make film we do play with genre in a way and that's kind of like because we're movie nerds so the thing that we are thinking about is how films are made and how films convey stories so like we have a new short that's currently doing film festivals called vegan apocalypse. And it definitely is playing on the like apocalypse tropes Mm -hmm. and it has some Mad Max influence that people have noticed. And like the movie poster looks kind of like a Dune poster. Oh, sure. Sign up a deadly plays on. Yeah. Like a stereotypical Mm -hmm. kind of what a horror trailer looks like. Mm -hmm. And Zoink plays on like, what is a children's like Scooby-Doo kind of sci-fi vibe ET going on. And we kind of, we each have movies that as we're writing a movie or creating a movie that we're like, oh, this is our inspiration into mm-hmm. this genre, into this type of film. Yeah. What is the last new movie you watched? Which I also, <laughs> you've been watching all these movies for the Bird Watching Film Festival. So I guess like yeah, I'll mainstream. Give you mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I want to, can, can I list three just because I yeah. want to shout out to kind of all three of them? Sure. <laughs> which is we just watched Weird. The Weird Al Yankovic story. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Definitely really worth it. I loved it. Yeah. In theaters, it was... We just saw Black It was either Panther. Black Panther or Fablemans. Oh, we saw those both very recently. Yeah. I those don't remember which. Mm-hmm. And then people that we hate at the wedding on Amazon oh, Prime. Yeah. The new Kristen Bell film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think too. was just like, was a fun like comedy. Yeah. Very stereotypical like rom-com. And I feel like we don't have a lot of people watching those yeah. nowadays and that's because we make them. So go watch them. <laughs> <laughs> they should be made. No. <laughs> um, is there a movie that you will defend no matter how bad people say it is? So many of them. Um, because this is such an interesting thing that like I think movie criticism is important, especially criticism over review. And what I mean by criticism is actually looking at the form of filmmaking and the devices used to tell story as opposed to the movie was about XYZ 
and I liked it, I didn't like it. I would rather discuss what about the film made you like it or didn't like it, and what in the form is well done to execute an emotion like in Titanic. And so I try to defend films just in general oh, because sure. like they're made by so many people and no one's trying to make a bad film. No one goes out and is like, we're going to make the worst <laughs> film ever yeah. and no one's going to like it because it's not going to work. You want to make a movie that works and you're trying, but there is a thousand people. And like if a handful of people don't really have it together, I mean, in the end we always blame the director. It's the director's fault because yeah. they're the person that's job is to oversee mm-hmm. all of it. But like, their job it's, is to take the blame. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's so many people trying so hard that like most films, I'll be like, well, here are the things that I want to talk about what worked. But then I, I do, as a filmmaker, see the value of talking about what didn't work. But I try not to be negative. Yeah. But yeah. I do want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love if people disagree with me about a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just because just like I love hearing why. And I kind of oh, yeah, love absolutely. that not everybody likes everything and like yeah. different people have different tastes. So I love if somebody didn't like a movie, I don't know exactly why I don't <laughs> know like exactly what emotions. I don't know if that's kind of just because I make films too. So I'm always like oh, super sure. curious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but what, what exactly didn't you, yeah. like? what <laughs> yeah. did you like? Here's what I like. Yeah. What didn't work for you about <laughs> it? And like, that's yeah. the thing that like we both try to do on the pod, especially is not say I liked it. I didn't like it. The movie was for me or the movie wasn't for me. Sure. The the way they told the story just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And like if I see a horror movie, even if it's great, if I don't love it, it wasn't for me. It's just, it didn't, didn't yeah. work for me, but it might for other people. Yeah. I also definitely like, I even have movies that I love that you don't love and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've gotten really, like I've tried to be a lot better at not getting defensive. Like if I love something and somebody else doesn't, I try really hard. And yeah. Cause like, cause yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's art. Like it's art. So, some people just aren't going to like it and you have to be okay with that. And I've definitely gotten in heated exchanges, even with like Sarah before, you know, because Sarah's also a great, like she's great at arguing. Yeah. And so it's like, even if I feel like I'm right, I'm going to lose. Like (laughs) She's just so good at it. But I I was going to say, so I try really hard to be like, you're right. Yeah. You didn't like it or it wasn't for me. It wasn't for you, whatever. Uh, I used to uh, have a, I used to basically just fall victim to Rotten Tomatoes and yeah. go on there and look at the score. And then I quickly, quickly realized uh, I'm a sucker for like Christmas movies. <laughs> and uh, like, it's not, it's not like Hallmark favorite, Christmas movies yeah, or yeah, like, Hallmark Oh, okay. Yeah. And we watch those. But like, uh, you like what you like and uh christmas of the cranks both have like a four to five percent on rotten tomatoes or something and i'm like i still find them enjoyable yeah they're not my favorite but like and then sometimes you'll find a movie that has a great review score and you're like Mm, that that wasn't for me me and uh you and anything got me in the letterboxd yeah uh where i look at both now (laughs) but it also doesn't fully determine if i'm gonna watch it like yeah. If I'm going to see movie in theaters, I might. But now it's more word of mouth. Once, yeah. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like sometimes people. comedies, sometimes comedies are, re- or even horror films are reviewed very poorly. But yeah, yeah, you still yeah. love so them. So it's yeah. like I, I, I try to not pay attention so much to the Rotten Tomatoes scale. <laughs> One of those uh, that I feel like a lot of people probably have just written off though, because to give you a movie, because we're if we're trying to be specific about a film. The people who like written off as like a dumb comedy that I will defend is Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. That's a good one. I love that one, dude. Great movie. With that yeah. movie. And like nobody saw it because it came out in that weird pandemic. Yeah, time. yeah it was like on Hulu. It did end and up yeah. going straight to. I think Blu-ray. it was. I think it. 
yeah, maybe. And I know it's on. It was on Hulu because that's how we watched it. Yeah, but like I think it did straight VOD and physical. Yeah, instead of theaters, maybe. I think you're right, and that's also pandemic theaters. Yeah, where we were all like, "Is there a vaccine? Right, 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 right. Yeah, (laughs) what are we doing here? I guess I will constantly. This is more generalized. Defend the importance of comedies to people. Yeah. Yeah, but. We uh, also, you will defend Scarface to me over and over. That's well, what, what she was saying, there's movies we disagree on. It's Scarface. Yeah. That's, Scarface. Show. That's, <laughs> that's movie when it came back out in theaters. I went and saw it alone. <laughs> my, my dad refuses to watch it because I try to get him to watch it. And then after the um, chainsaw scene yeah. or whatever in the bathtub or whatever, he's like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> so that was like a thing in the first like 10 minutes. Or yeah, something. that's quick. That's, yeah. He's yeah. out. He's like, no, quit. Never again. <laughs> um, I think I should watch it to give it another chance. You should. You should, but you'll probably yeah. still disagree with me. But it's fine. <laughs> I'll steal one of yours, and sure. then we can oh. that I can do the last one. Is that okay? Here, would you like? Yeah. That? <laughs> uh, what movies do you guys find yourself quoting the most? Whatever comedy I've seen yeah. most recently. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a weird one, and oh, I quote yeah. it way too often, and I don't know if anybody gets it. <laughs> and so then sometimes I'm like, "Was that weird? Did I just say a weird thing?" Because it's. It's from Elf. I okay. quote Elf all the time. You do. And it's just, bye, buddy. Hope you find yeah. your dad. <laughs> so like a lot of times if we're in like a group situation, somebody leaves, I'll just go, bye, buddy. Hope yeah. you find your dad. <laughs> Even if they're not like going to f- their dad. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> probably rarely, right? Yeah, exactly. Like most of the time they're probably not looking for their dad. Yeah. So I assume I've left conversations and yeah. people have been like, why did he mention my dad? Yeah, what is that? Yeah. In there? Like, I almost probably. got, there's a... I, it popped up online. It was a t-shirt company. They did graphic tees and it was quotes from holiday movies. And so they had like, um, my wife and, and I quote, uh, home alone to the credit card. You got it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they had the camp, but then they had the bye buddy. I hope you find your dad. And it was like the, whatever thing that is. Uh, the, it's a narwhal. The, the narwhal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, oh Thanks, my God. Narwhal. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know what I'm getting Patrick for Christmas. Yeah. There so. you go. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I'll have to send you guys the link. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, this was great guys. I'm going to like, we always do the three movies, but we've also hit on them a lot yeah. throughout the conversation, which is great because we've gone long and I feel like it's good. It would be really easy to just talk forever. So, yeah. um, this was awesome. People should go, uh, to the Bird Watching Film Festival. Yes. IX Productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On YouTube IX, and stuff. Yeah, you can look up IX Film Productions on YouTube or go to IXFilmProductions.com. Mm-hmm. Or the easiest. And okay. then you said every third Wednesday. Fourth, Fourth Wednesday. Fourth Wednesday, Wednesday is the IFC. That's okay. a, yeah. That's Which is IFC. why we're not that's the third Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> every fourth Wednesday. Every fourth Wednesday. Okay. Thanks, guys. This was awesome. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Great.